Good afternoon. Hello. It is Thursday. Yes, it is Thursday. I know, Tuesday. I didn't say Tuesday. I said Thursday. But hey, I was on my first day back from Thanksgiving vacation. So there you go. But today actually is Thursday. And that means we're looking at the Psalms. We're looking at a book from uh, uh, Tim and Kathy Keller called uh, The Songs of Jesus. The Songs that Jesus and the Jews of his day would sing out of their songbook, which we call the Psalms. And today is a very special one because today it speaks about the Psalms of Ascent. And they start with Psalm 120. We're not going to cover all of them, uh, but we are in the midst of reading through them if you're following along with that book. And so hello to my friend Cindy and Eric Mosley and to my dear sister and friend Tia Clark. Uh, looking forward to going through a few of these Psalms with you and see if you don't recognize a few songs that we even sing today still uh, are taken from some of these great, great psalms. So the, they are found in uh, starting in Psalm 120 and go through Psalm 135. And uh, so let's we're going to read the first four or five of these, and that'll be good. And I know that you'll uh, appreciate being reminded of the great songs that we sing. What they would do is that on the feast days, so three or four times a year, they were instructed to go to Jerusalem. And they would go, and Jerusalem is in the hills. It's in the mountains. We don't call it Mount Zion for nothing. And, um, and so they would go, and it was whether you were going north or south, you were going up in elevation. So they talk about going up to Jerusalem. And these songs of ascent, as they were ascending to Jerusalem and to the temple, they would uh, sing these songs and they would uh, recite these great scripture passages from Psalm 1, starting in Psalm 120. <clears throat> so again, we'll look at four or five of these and then put you and set you on your way. But first of all, Psalm 120, I call on the Lord in my distress and he answers me. Save me, Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongues. What will he do to you and what more besides you deceitful tongue? He will punish you with a warrior's sharp arrows, with burning coals of the broom brush. Woe to me that I dwell in Meshech, that I live among the tents of Kedar. They're too far away from Jerusalem. Too long have I lived among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. One of the things that I'm finding as I read through the Old Testament during this time in our uh, world history is a great sense of connection with the Israelites and the Jews that are and all of the things that they're facing at the hands of the uh, Islamic terrorist group Hamas and it is just a horribly tragic thing. You likely know I, Joyce and I spent Thanksgiving those few days in Branson, Missouri and were able to see the wonderful uh, play and a presentation of Queen Esther at the Sight and Sound Theater. It was a magnificent performance, all the more poignant because of what the Jews are suffering today. Again, people who are calling for their eradication uh, to just rid the world of the Jews. And I don't for the life of me understand why that is. And I don't for the life of me, quite frankly, understand how people could side with the Palestinians in this conflict. They're ruthless, they're cruel, their uh, hate for the Jews and their uh, lack of respect at all for humanity. They're barbaric. And the things that we've seen only bring that about. 
And I realize that the Jews have their issues too. I, I get that. Don't we all? But it's nothing like what we have seen from Hamas and the Palestinians that support them. Um, and so with that in mind, that's the end of my commentary. But I want you to know my heart is heavy. My heart is really heavy for all of that. And it breaks my heart that they're going through the exact same thing that they did in the days of Mordecai and Esther at the hands of Haman. Um, but the Jews would walk and travel up to Jerusalem. And as they did, they sang. And they sang about how difficult their lives were, but they also sang about the joy of being together. Uh, this situation, the Bible calls us to, um, uh, to take our concerns to God, and that's exactly what these psalmists do. And we're called upon to, um, to worship God faithfully and to do everything that we can to uh, make for peace. Paul in Romans says, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. But we know that it doesn't always depend on us. We know that there are some people who uh, will just uh, require uh, the, the most difficult form of, of treatment because of the way they treat others. And I do believe that civil authorities, not the church, but I do believe that civil authorities are called upon to maintain order and justice in the land and in the world. And we pray for peace and we pray for justice and we pray that God's will would be done. And that's the same thing that these people were praying as they went up to Jerusalem. Psalm 121, see if you recognize this one. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Do you know the song already? Unto the hills around do I lift up my longing eyes. Uh, you'll hear all the words to that song in this psalm. It's almost word for word. I lift up my eyes to the mountains, Psalm 121. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. What a comforting thought that is. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. In search for help, the psalmist looks for the mountains, but actually he doesn't look to the mountains. That's where typically people would look in his day. They'd look to the mountains because that's where perhaps their allies are coming from, an allied army, or perhaps more troops of their own coming, or maybe even a great place to hide. But for the psalmist, he says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Not from there. My help comes from the Lord who made those mountains the maker of heaven and earth. He is the Lord who, whose foot does not slip. He is the one who never sleeps, who never slumbers. He is always watching over his people. Uh, the mountains are nothing compared with the help of the Lord, the one who made the mountains. Today, who are you trusting in? Are you trusting in what has been created? Or are you trusting in the creator who is the real power behind all things? Uh, again, Jesus prayed and he taught us to pray, not my will, but yours be done. And we don't know what that will is sometimes, certainly today, we sure don't. But we pray that God would bring that about and we pray that we would be able to see it clearly. And here's how you do that. 
looking at God's Word, looking at the Bible to find the Word and will of God as we seek to maintain His protection, His guiding hand as well. We look for His um, protection and we get it, and we look for His guidance and we observe it and obey it. Um, Psalm 121, Psalm 122, in addition to that song, we keep going. I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Yes, that is in the Bible. That's Psalm 122, verse 1. Can you imagine someone saying, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let's go to church. Well, I might be the one that would say, yay, let's do, let's do. I've always loved church. I've always loved worship. I've always loved uh, the Bible and studying the Bible and being with Christian friends. And these people, remember, they're on their way to Jerusalem to worship at one of the major feast days, perhaps. And as they did, they looked at each other and, and someone said, hey, let's go to the house of the Lord. Let's go to Jerusalem. Let's go to the temple. And the response was to rejoice. Just as we saw in that very long Psalm 119, longest chapter in the Bible, focused on the word of God. The law of the Lord was not a drudgery or a burden. Uh, to the psalmist, but rather he delighted in God's word. And he rejoiced in the word of the Lord. Here I rejoiced with those who said to me, let's go to church. Let us go to the house of the Lord. Verse 2 of Psalm 122, our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord according to the statute given to Israel. Again, the 12 tribes, the tribes are the taken from the sons of Israel or Jacob. We're going to be talking about him in our Bible class this Sunday morning at West Irwin Church of Christ. But that's where the tribes go up. They were scattered throughout the land of Palestine, and they would go to Jerusalem to worship when they had the United Kingdom in effect, under King Saul and King David and King Solomon, uh, they would go and they would worship at the house of the Lord. There stand the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122, verse 6. And we do that today as well. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for justice, for God's will to be done there. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. Uh, what a great, great way to look at <clears throat> going up to Jerusalem to worship according to the law, according to the special times, whether it was the Passover or uh, Pentecost or one of the other feast days, uh, they would do that, and they were glad to do that. I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Uh, what a great statement. Uh, now Psalm 123, I lift, my, I lift up my eyes to you, to you who sit enthroned in heaven. As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a female slave look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us, for we have endured no end of contempt. We have endured no end of ridicule from the arrogant, of contempt from the proud. 
This psalm doesn't justify slavery at all. It just acknowledges the reality of it. And it acknowledges how, how those people would work and, and look and, um, and, and the, the concern that they had uh, for those that were their masters in a horrible, horrible part of our history of humanity. Uh, we look to our great God uh, because he, this scripture says, has shown us his mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us, for we have endured no end of contempt. This is more than simply taking a look, the Kellers say. Um, we look to God with sincere hearts and a devout mind in order to understand his will and to seek to do it. The psalmist focuses both his attention and the yearnings of his heart on God in prayer. We focus our minds and our hearts on God and on his will, and that's how we seek to live. The psalmist say we live, or the uh, Kellers say, we live in an attention deficit disorder society. One thing after another comes into my sight and is gone. And I think that's right. And it takes, uh, it takes some deliberate effort to concentrate on God. But how important is that? It is so important. It is so important. Psalm 124, another song we haven't sung here in a long time. Uh, my brother Wayne Berryman taught us this song a, a few years ago, and we haven't sung it, but it's a great, great song. Psalm 124, beginning in verse 1, If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, If the Lord had not been on our side, when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord, who has not let us be borne by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Had it not been the Lord who was on our side. That's how that wonderful hymn uh, starts that we learned a while back. And that's taken directly from this psalm. Much of what it, the words are in that in that great song are taken directly from Psalm 124. God has always been for us, uh, but he's for us in the long run, not in the short run. And that means that sometimes the answer to our immediate prayer is no. If all we're thinking about is what's best for me right now, God is thinking about what's best for us and for others in the long term, in the eternal term. In uh, Christ, our sins have been washed away. And so therefore we confidently say with Paul, as he says in Romans 8 verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And had it not been for the Lord, we would not be able to say that. But because the Lord has acted in our lives through Jesus Christ, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's how Romans, that great Romans chapter 8, my favorite chapter in the Bible, ends. Well, let's look at one more, and it's Psalm 125. And again, another great song that we love to sing. We learned it a few years back, and it is just a wonderful, wonderful song. Psalm 125, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. The scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous, for then the righteous might use their hands to do evil. 
Lord, do good to those who are good, to those who are upright in heart. But those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. Peace be upon Israel. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. I tell you, that has become one of my favorite songs over the last several years. It's a wonderful, wonderful song. Surround us, Lord. We need to be in your presence. Surround us, Lord. Love that song. It's a great prayer song. It's a song of ascent. It's a song of approaching uh, the mountains of Jerusalem and seeing those mountains that surround the city and realizing that just as those mountains surround uh, Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. Uh, a lot of a lot of cities were <laughs> cities on a hill uh, protected by the mountainside uh, for safety and security back in those days especially and we understand that we get that um, Isaiah had a great vision of God high and lifted up in Isaiah chapter 6 and it caused him to recognize that only the true living God the Creator God is on the throne in Israel happened during in the year that his king King Isaiah died he said in that same year I saw the Lord seated on a throne high and lifted up angels all around him ready to do his bidding Isaiah realizes I'm a sinful man I'm a leper in the eyes of the holy God I live among a people of lepers we're all sinners every one of us and uh, we have no right to be in the presence of God it certainly the punishment should be death but Isaiah was shown mercy and because of that when God said who will go and share this wonderful message with others Isaiah's hand shot up and he said here am I send me Isaiah 6 that wonderful first uh, part of that chapter says the rest of the chapter says it's going to be hard for you Isaiah but Isaiah says that's okay I want to share the story I want to share the news of the one who has been my salvation the only one who is on the throne of Israel. Um, this psalm ends, Psalm 125, with that call, not just to the mercy and love of God, but also acknowledging his justice as well. Lord, do good to those who are good, to those who are upright in heart, but those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. Peace be upon Israel. So today, as we close this study, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, as the psalmist did. We rejoice with them as they uh, told each other, let's go up to the house of the Lord. We rejoice that we will be able to meet together with our Christian family again soon uh, to worship together. We worship all the time, sometimes in direct ways with our own personal individual study or prayer. But we, on Sunday, we have a great chance to be able to be with the rest of our family. And that's what the psalmist was so excited about. I rejoiced when they said, let us go up to the house of the Lord. I hope that's the way you feel about that as well. Don't look to the hills for your security or anything else, but look to the creator, the maker of those hills. And know this for sure, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. Let's pray. Father, we acknowledge that you are the great creator God that you have every right, Father, to sentence us to death, but in your mercy, 
You have provided your own son and his blood so that we might be forgiven. Father, we pray for the peace of our world. We pray for the peace of our own communities. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem today. Father, what a mess that area is in the Middle East. What a mess it's been made of several other places throughout the world, including here in America, because of people, Father, who want their own power, who want their own way, and who'll do anything they can, right or wrong, to get it. Father, we know that that's not what your Son taught us, and we pray that as Christians, as your church, that we will be the salt of the earth and the light of the world, that we will be examples to others. And Father, we pray that as a just and holy God, that your will would be done. And we pray, Father, that your mercy and your grace would be given to those, Father, who turn to you. And we're so thankful for that promise that you surround your people. We're so blessed. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that God will bless you as you go through this weekend. And I pray that Sunday will find you rejoicing with others in the house of the Lord. God bless.